This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 507 with Katherine Gray. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 507. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Take Two Minutes, a nonprofit dedicated to helping improve your happiness by using text messaging to engage you in activities proven to elevate and spark joy. To get started for free, go to Take Two Minutes, that's take number two minutes.org slash shameless, and you can save 15% off their super cute love inspired apparel for kids and grownups by using the code shameless when you shop their site. Catherine Gray is a producer, author, speaker, and podcast host. She is also the co-founder of the She Angels Foundation and 360 Karma Productions. Catherine is producing a new original series for television called She Angels. It covers the exciting journeys of female founders and funders. The series, together with her She Angels Foundation, has a vision to create a global initiative that will accelerate the funding of women, since currently they get less than 15% of the funding dollars. 
Catherine founded 360 Karma Productions, which is a multimedia platform that creates everything from films and shows to game-changing events to empower women. These include past events such as the Live, Love, Thrive conferences, workshops, and podcasts to the She Angels Pitch Fest with the city of West Hollywood, California. She will soon launch She Angels TV series and invest in her podcast. The show and podcast series showcases ways to accelerate the funding of women and provide resources and inspiration to entrepreneurial listeners. Catherine says, I'm so proud to have produced several award-winning films, including the very first documentary film about gay marriage entitled I Can't Marry You, narrated by Ellen DeGeneres' mom, Betty, which aired on PBS in more than 60 cities nationwide. Catherine believes filmmaking is a powerful catalyst to change on every front, and her focus is now on empowering female entrepreneurs. She also enjoys working on socially conscious projects that are impacting the world in a positive and powerful way. So I could tell when Catherine landed in my inbox, I could tell she was a force, that she was fierce, and that I knew I wanted to have a conversation with her. So if you have ever been curious about funding and female founders, whether or not you want to get into this yourself, but you just want to know more about like women being in power in the business world, this is a fascinating conversation. Catherine knows the ins and outs of all of this. And what I find particularly interesting, and you might remember me talking to Hitha Palapu about this about a year ago, I'm especially fascinated by angel investing, which is a way that women can invest in other women's businesses as they are getting off the ground. And I think this is such a powerful way for women to support other women. So listen in to hear Catherine share how telling our stories lead us to making societal changes that create equity and justice, why we need more women inventors and investors, why women only get 15% of business funding, what angel investing is, and how you can become an angel investor at any level in order to support another person's company or invention, how you can go ask for money and funding to start your company and bring your ideas to life, the first step to take if you have an idea to invent a product, and the importance of bringing your visions to life to help others, why you must be brave and vulnerable. Like I said, Catherine is fierce. She's a force. This is a really fun conversation. I'm so excited and so honored to bring Catherine onto the show because I know you're going to learn a lot. So with all that, let's welcome Catherine Gray to the Shameless Mom Academy. Catherine, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have some fun. I think you're going to open our eyes a little bit as we work through this conversation, or I shouldn't say work through, as we talk through this conversation. Um, We're talking about investing today, and we're talking about funding, and this is going to be big, fun stuff. So I'm ready. Are you feeling ready? Yes, I am super ready. I love talking about this. Good, good. It's interesting. I don't often have, so, you know, the show's the Shameless Mom Academy. So I don't often have mom or have women who are not moms. But when this topic came across my desk or in my inbox, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, these are the conversations that I want women to be having. And I want more moms to be having because I think that these are conversations that tend to intimidate and scare women and prevent us from taking action and getting our hands dirty um, in ways that would give us more power and more leverage and more leadership in so many ways, in so many levels of government and corporate world and across in a global way. 
I agree with you. There's a lot of shameless moms out there that need funding or could be an angel investor. And I agree with you that I felt like the topic was perfect for your shameless moms. Yes. So before we dive into all the goodies, can you tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now? What I'm most excited about right now, Sarah, is that there's a big shift going on for women. And we've got to be on that train. And one of the most important aspects of the women's movement is that we have been severely underfunded. We get less than 15% of traditional funding. And as you probably know, less than 2% of venture capital. Well, that is just a crazy imbalance. And so if we're 50% of the population, we should probably be getting 50% of the funding, right? Right. So how are we going to change that? That's what I'm excited about talking about. So, you know, besides being a filmmaker, a producer, I put on events, I have my invest in her podcast, and I do a pitch fest, and I'm currently pitching for a TV series also called She Angels, all around this topic. How are we going to shift that funding situation so that women get more funding? How are we going to accelerate it? And how are we going to level the playing field? Yes, yes. So you have and you just gave us a great list of accomplishments and work ventures you've been involved in. You have long supported and shared women's stories and stories of women overcoming adversity. Can you talk a little bit about why this storytelling is so important to you? And what is the legacy that you're building around this? Well, you know, as a filmmaker, I do believe it's film and television and storytelling that helps shape and change culture. And so I started out as a filmmaker that wanted to shed light on the LGBT community. And for many years, that was my focus, creating, I created a film called I Can't Marry You that was on PBS. It was about same-sex marriage and how it impacted the gay community not to have those 1,000 rights and benefits and protections that come with marriage. And I did that through storytelling. I told the stories of, you know, people who had been together 10, 20, 30, 50 years and how they were impacted by not having a legal marriage and how unfair and unjust that was. And so I think the best way to do that was to have people get to know and meet these people and see that they were just like them and they have kids and they have pets and they have good times and they have hard times. And I think by people relating to that is what helped change that in our society. People finally, you know, as people started to come out, they realized, oh, I have a gay friend or I have a a gay daughter, whatever. And the more that they came to realize that, the more understanding they were that love is love and everybody deserves to be able to get married. So that was one of my first ventures. And then I also helped start a gay cable network before there was a logo. And that was a great adventure too, because I decided when I left corporate America, I left a very big paying job to go on and I wanted to change my life in a way that everything I work on has purpose. And so when I left that big job in cable television advertising is when I went to start the Gay Cable Network and launched the first gay TV show that featured female impersonators in Miami and all of these things. And then, of course, following that, doing the film I Can't Marry You, all of those had one goal in mind, and that was 
for us to be able to have gay marriage, which, by the way, I actually got to finally be the beneficiary of that a couple years ago. I married the love of my life, Deborah, and so we are very happily married and hope to stay that way as far as the laws are concerned. Let's hope that, you know, nothing changes there because everybody deserves to have love and have a family and be married, right? Absolutely. I believe, like I said, that film and television is very important in how we portray people. And so I think, you know, Gina Davis has an institute that shows that even women in television and film had parts that were not like, you know, the star of the show or a strong character until very recently when they started to do that research and showed that they had, you know, they were always the mistress or the girlfriend or the secretary or they didn't have as many lines as men. They didn't get paid as much as men. And so this impacts how girls growing up think of themselves by what they see on film and television. So film and TV is very powerful. So how does that equate to what we're talking about today, which is funding women? Well, I shifted a few years ago to putting my concentration on how do we level the playing field for all women? And as a gay woman, I thought it's very important for me to spearhead an organization that is inclusive to everybody and say, hey, let's not separate ourselves. We are stronger together. We shouldn't have, you know, a gay group of women and a black group of women and a Jewish group of women and so on and so forth. We should all come together and help each other. And it kind of started with that. I started first with the Live, Love, Thrive conference. From there, I started the She Angels Pitch Fest. As a filmmaker, I decided to film the journeys of the women who got funding from our Pitch Fest and thought, wow, this would be a really great television program. And that's what I'm pitching now, because I think it's great to see on TV women with amazing inventions and ideas and then see successful women getting behind them, not just with funding, but mentorship and resources, Mm -hmm. and seeing them soar as a way to inspire the viewers to say, that could be me, I have a great idea, and I wanna see it thrive, or I wanna get behind another woman and invest in them, but I don't even know how to become an angel investor, and that's what the platform is about how through our Invest in Her podcast and through our She Angels platform do we educate women about how to launch their business or how to invest in another woman's business? I love this so much. Um, Are you familiar with Arlen Hamilton's book, It's About Damn Time? You know, I'm getting ready to go on one of her Zooms. I heard she just released that book and I'm super excited about it because she's such a trailblazer in this arena. Oh my gosh, she's phenomenal. And she has, so I'm actually leading, I listened to the book on audio a couple months ago. I'm now leading a book club in one of my membership communities around this conversation. And she talks about women getting funding and specifically black women getting funding. And she's a queer black woman. And so who, by the way, was living in the San Francisco airport without a permanent home when she was first starting her business that is now this multi-million dollar funding venture capital company. Wow. And her stories are just... Her stories are phenomenal, but what was fascinating to me and what I've learned from her over and over again is how little women are recognized for their gifts and also what people are looking for when people go to look to invest in a company 
or invest in a startup or invest in someone else's vision, there's a sense that they're looking for cookie cutters. And one of the examples she uses is that like, people are all about like, let's find the next Mark Zuckerberg. Like, where's the college kid who's sitting in his room coding something that's going to turn into the next Facebook and going to be this huge explosion. And her whole thing is like, but what if like the next Mark Zuckerberg is a little black girl in Alabama, and no one's looking for her right now. And so I love what you're talking about that when we need to be the women who want to go build the things and then also looking for other women who want to go build the things and funding other women, because there's the pictures that people have in their heads in terms of like who is a great investment is just so skewed and so does not favor those of us who have amazing gifts and strengths and talents. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I wanna share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Well, what you're saying is exactly right on, and that is people tend to invest in themselves. What I mean by that is if you have a panel of white men and they're the only ones with the money to invest and a woman goes and pitches, they are not as likely to get behind that woman or that woman of color or, you know, whatever, even a man of color, because they tend to invest in themselves. They, people, it's who they identify with and what products they identify with. So 
it's that's why it's so important that we have more women at that investment table, listening to the pitches of these female entrepreneurs that have amazing ideas and inventions. Every week on my Invest in Her podcast, I feature these women that have incredible ideas and inventions that people can invest in. And I love it. It's so exciting. It's kind of like you just mentioned, you have the book club. Well, there's the She Angel Investor, excuse me, these angel investor clubs where women can learn to become an angel investor and get to hear the pitches of all these incredible new ideas and inventions. Like how exciting is that? That can be people's legacy. If they're not an inventor or an idea person themselves that needs the funding for for a business, then they could always get behind a woman that has an amazing breakthrough idea. And that can be their legacy too, to fund that woman. I love it. Yeah, it's a very exciting time to be recognizing the opportunities here. And, you know, research shows it's more likely for a woman entrepreneur to be successful than a male entrepreneur. So all the more reason to get behind that little black girl in Mississippi like you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why is it that women get less than 15% of all funding? Well, the number one reason is because most of the money decision-making is with men. Like a very small percentage of women work at uh, venture capital firms that make that decision. So when it's a man making the decision, not only does he ask the woman different questions than he asked the man, but he is just more likely to put the money behind someone that he identifies with. Does that make sense? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's why there needs to be more decision making females in venture capital like Arlen that you're talking about or like our She Angels investors that are we've cast on our show, like Tracy Gray is another woman of color who has a fund called the 22 Fund, another trailblazer in that arena, and Stacey Feinberg and Zandra Laskowski, who are also on our She Angels panel as investors, and they too have their own funds. So in fact, Zandra has an angel group in Orange County called OSEA, and they train women how to become angel investors. And she wants to train women around the country to open their own angel investor groups. And so it can be a a club in any place in Peoria, in Mississippi, wherever, where women can go. And there are ones that exist around the country called Golden Seeds and others. People can Google women angel investor groups in their area and then seek it out to go learn. It's so easy. They'll take you by the hand and it's super fun And it can be profitable on top of helping another woman. Right. So can we back out a little because I know this might be new content for some of our listeners. Can you explain what angel investing is? And so why someone might how you what angel investing is, how someone might get involved as an investor and how a business owner or inventor might be able to benefit from angel investors? Sure. Well, a lot of people have probably seen Shark Tank. The person comes up and pitches their idea then those guys are called angel investors, those people on that panel, and they listen to the pitch and then they decide if they want to invest in that company and get a percentage of the company. So literally when you invest in a company, you get a percentage of it, you're part owner in some capacity. Now these angel groups come in several different forms. It could be that you are a main investor in it, 25, 50,000 or more, depending on your situation. But it can also be groups 
where you pool your money and it might be like a $500 or $1,000 buy-in goes into a group and then the group owns a percentage. So there's different ways. There's no really barrier to entry for anybody, no matter how much money they have or don't have. It's something that anybody could go learn about. And it's a very exciting, blossoming new niche for women. Men have been doing it a long time. Women need to get more involved in being angel investors. And I just love when I do shows like yours and then people reach out and say, you know, hey, I reached out to an angel group or how do I reach out to an angel group? I just had that happen yesterday. I'm so excited because every time we add a new angel investor woman to the sphere, then it helps make the world a better place. Yeah. So I have to tell you, because I think this is a funny story (laughs) that I was at an event years ago, probably 10 years ago now. And there was this guy on stage and he was just so cocky and pompous. And at the time I was, I owned a gym. I was in the fitness industry and this was a fitness business event for people who own gyms. So he's up on stage talking about his fitness business and all the accolades and awards that he's gotten and everything. And then he's like, and on top of that, I'm an angel investor. And I had no idea what this was, but he brought it up like three or four times. And I was like, he clearly thinks he's really cool for being an angel investor. Like, what is this? (laughs) And what I learned about him over time is I started following him on social media and everything. I was like, oh, like, he really wants a lot of attention for being an angel investor. And in my mind, I was like, you must have to like invest like millions of dollars. And he wants everyone to think he's really rich. And that's why he's doing this. Like, that's just the like feeling I got from the whole thing. Yes. So when I learned more about it recently in the last couple of years, I was like, oh, like, I mean, maybe he was giving like $500, which is not nothing. But also the way he talked about it so much, I was like, I think he wants us all to think he's so rich and able to invest at these really high levels. And what I have learned since and really love about angel investing um, from what I've learned is that you can participate in so many ways and on so many different levels um, that you're not excluded if you don't have a million dollars to give to someone else's startup. And I think that creates a sense of power and a place for women to get involved in a lot of different ways that I think are just like you said, just really, really cool and amazing. Well, yeah. And I'm glad that you explained that because it is what people have in their mind when they hear about it. They think that, oh, that's for rich people. Totally. Yeah. But no, it's for anybody and everybody and they should check it out. There's also something new that Obama passed a law that allows people to do equity crowdfunding. Mm. So where there's crowdfunding where you could put up and raise money to help start your business, there's also something called equity crowdfunding. And equity crowdfunding lets people get behind you to buy shares in your company. Could be for whatever. And then you own a piece of their shares in their company. And it used to be that only high net worth people earning at least a couple hundred thousand a year and had maybe a million dollars in assets, something like that, could invest in another company. That was the SEC rules. But then Obama passed a law that allowed for this equity crowdfunding. And so that's another way that people raise money. And that's something that they can look into as well. Very cool. And then there's venture capital, which is... Oh, yes. So tell us that. Yeah. Now, that's very large venture capital companies that invest in companies. And usually you have to have already started and you have some you know, traction and you're looking for 
them to put money behind you. They'll usually put it into bigger companies, but you might have some listeners that have a company that is doing millions of dollars and could go to a venture capital. The issue is, is that not many women decision makers at venture capital, which is why people like Tracy Gray and Arlen Hamilton are so important because they have the venture funds and they are in that space, but there needs to be more of them. So there could be a woman out there today on your show, shameless mom that says, you know what? I'm going to look into working for a venture capital firm and, you know, maybe they have a financial background and they'd be a perfect candidate to work for a venture capital company. I say the more we perpetuate women joining and being in venture capital companies, the better for all of us. This episode is supported by Take Two Minutes. Take Two Minutes is a nonprofit dedicated to helping improve your happiness by using text messaging to engage you in activities. So you've probably heard me talk about Take Two Minutes. I'm such a fan, and here's the thing. We are kicking off a new year, and with a new year, typically comes kicking off new habits. And it's real easy to get real overwhelmed with big, huge habits that take up tons of time and energy and space. And we have decision fatigue around them and we have a hard time integrating them. That is not take two minutes. Take two minutes is a really simple habit that you can build into your day that has a big difference. So take two minutes is a free service. And upon joining, when you go to their website, you just enter in your phone number. And right after you join, you're going to automatically start receiving daily positivity messages. So every day at whatever time you decide, you're going to get a little daily text that gives you a positivity message that's going to light you up, lift you up. And then from there, they will, you will be given a cue to do some of the other activities on their site, which again are simple grounding practices that take very little time, but can have a big difference and a big impact on your life. These are really excellent habits to be integrating into your life at the beginning of a new year when you're really wanting to implement things that are going to create space in your life, that are going to create energy in your life, that are going to really let you kick the year off on a good foot. So with your text message, after you get your text message every day, you will be prompted and you can go into their other services within the website, even like gratitude journaling, daily meditations, grounding exercises, and their three good things activity, which I love. These short, simple activities can make a big difference. This is a strategic way for you to create happiness and cultivate joy on a daily basis. So I want you to go check out Take Two Minutes. It's a fantastic company. I've gotten to know the owner, Mark. He's such a fantastic man. I don't let a lot of men into the shameless mom space. Mark is the keeper. He's a great, great advocate for mental health and for doing simple things that can help us. So this can help you. It can help your kids. I want you to get on board. If you have kids who might benefit from this, get them signed up as well. Go to take2minutes.org slash shameless to check it out. That's take2minutes.org slash shameless. Take the number two minutes.org slash shameless. So the other side of this is and I can speak from my own experience of having built three businesses now, is that when I decided to start my own business, it never occurred to me to seek funding, to even take out a loan, to do anything, because I had, like no one else in my family had ever started a business. They had all worked very traditional nine to five jobs um, working for other people. And I didn't know that that was an option and nor did taking out money with an interest rate and all that seem desirable to me. And I think that there needs to be more permission for women to go in at a bigger level, to like go and seek funding, to go and seek out funding loans, whatever, to go build the thing, rather than thinking that you have to rely on your own savings account, which 
sometimes can be either risky or really small, (laughs) that we actually do have places and opportunities to go out and get funding in order to go build the thing that we want to build. And I think that, you know, I'm just going to assume that this is on the patriarchy, that (laughs) men are conditioned to go build things, go build big things and have dreams and let other people fund them. And women are not conditioned in that way. If you look at the career paths that we are typically pushed towards in subconscious or unconscious ways in the education system, even we're not put in positions where we're like, well, we graduate from college and we think, oh, I can go build this big thing and people can invest in it. And it can become something that on a cyclical level generates revenue where I can make something really, really big. And I'm learning about this now at like age almost 45. And I wish that this was something I knew about at age 22. And so what are your thoughts around that and how women's knowledge around this area? I agree with everything you just said. I always say, be fearless. Yeah. You know, women always think they need so many more qualifications to go ask for money than men do. And we have to get past that and just believe in your idea. You know, by doing a pitch fest, the She Angels pitch fest, I came to learn that it wasn't just about the funding. It is about the mentorship and having a village around you. One of the women that won one of our pitch fests, her name's Melissa Scott. She created a clothing line called Modify Wear. Actually, the angel investors told her to change the name because originally it was called Be A Four. And everybody was like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and she didn't want to change it. And then finally she changed it to Modify Wear. And that's when she started to soar because a lot is in a name. But my point is that she said, Catherine, I knew I had a good idea. But to have all these super successful panelist investors believe in my idea and get behind me, that's what made me successful with it. And then she went on to get contract with the Olympics and open her own store and all kinds of good stuff. So that is what happens when women help women. Magic happens. They makes them feel unstoppable. And so when someone invests in you, like you said, you know, go out and find money. It's so much more than just about getting the funding. It's about having those women cheering you on, helping you out, telling you, oh, here's where you get a manufacturer. or Here's where you get distribution or here's how you do marketing or branding or whatever, because no entrepreneur knows everything. You and I know that being entrepreneurs, right? Right. And so it takes a village. And so One of the first things that your listeners could do if they want to start a business and they have a great idea uh, is to join a really good networking group. And, you know, some are better than others. You go out and you try them out and see which one fits for you. But, you know, I think of one I belong to here in Los Angeles called the Bra Network. And they're really good about using each other's services. And so you could go into that and say, I need a bookkeeper and I need a marketing person and I need this. And then they might need what you're doing because it is about a give and take to help each other out. So I'd say don't try to wear all the hats because if you're not good at something, like let's say you're not good at social media or you're not good at figuring out manufacturing or whatever, then get with somebody who is good at it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to have the idea. You don't have to have the how. You only need to have the why. And if you have a great invention, a great idea, a great service that you feel fills a need, then you're probably right. And then you just need to build a team around you. And that will also perpetuate you finding the funding. 
And you have to be fearless. You have to have somebody help you create a really good pitch deck and go out to these angel groups and pitch them. And it might take you 50 pitches till you get that pitch down. But I've heard of, you know, women just, you know, that have been very successful with that. And it didn't go well on their first or second pitch because they're learning as they go. But you have to just be fearless and persistent and keep going until you do learn what they're looking for, because they'll tell you, oh, well, this is missing from your deck or that's missing. Or what about this? And that's how you learn. You learn by doing it. Yeah. And I totally agree with this. I feel like what you're talking about is this idea of like failing forward. Like I missed the mark on this thing, so I'm going to fix it and I'm going to take the next step. And it's just like this continual, continual like, oh, every time I miss something, I'm going to fix that thing and then keep going until eventually I'm going to have fixed enough things <laughs> and gotten things to the point where like it's ready. It's totally ready. And someone's going to be eager and excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I think that's how women think. And, you know, the thing is, is that we put on our She Angels Foundation site, which is our nonprofit, that the Dalai Lama says the Western women will save the world. And I say, how are they going to do that without funding? So I believe we do have that capability, but we definitely need the funding. And that's why it's such an important conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask, how do you think or where do you think so what I see in working with moms is that moms own the marketplace in terms of what is bought in the household, what is bought for families, like all of these things. We know what is needed for in most American households and for sure in when there's children involved. And so how do you go from looking at like, oh, hmm, you know, this baby product that I'm using, it's inefficient and ineffective and it's making me frustrated every day and I want to go invent my own or I want I have an idea to make this better. How do you go from ideation to like what is the next step? Cuz I think this is the place where we most women might stop themselves to think like, oh, well, if I were to make this, I would make it this way. Yes. But then we're like, but I'm not going to go to the trouble of going out and actually making that thing. Right. I would talk to another woman who has had to have something designed and manufactured and distributed. Okay. They're certainly out there. They could find another product they like and figure out, you know, who invented that yeah. and reach out to them. I also think, you know, you go to these networking groups and you ask around who has done this. Yeah. You know, that's the women helping women part, but you do have to reach out. They won't come knocking on your door. Right. Yes. And that's such a great point. I think then that's the part that's scary. It's the reaching out and it's the going out and it's the asking questions and all that requires a level of vulnerability that I think is often the thing that stops us where you're like, well, I'm, I'm not going to walk out my front door because this question is probably ridiculous. When the truth is, is that the reason someone else got to make something is because they went out their front door with their ridiculous question and they had the courage to ask it. And they kept going. And so I really encourage anyone who's listening who has an idea, because I have moms come to me with ideas all the time. If you have an idea, please go ask someone. I love using Instagram for this. Like I've been really watching as people have shifted businesses during this pandemic. There's one company in particular called Joa Love, J-O-A-H. And she had a clothing company, which she then has now turned into a mask making company and watching how she shifted manufacturing. And I know nothing about product and manufacturing, but watching how she's done it during this pandemic and been so successful and gotten like news stories and all this exposure over the whole thing has made me think like, oh, 
if I wanted to start a clothing company someday, which I don't right now, but <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, I feel like I would go to her. Like, I'm so inspired by her. I would go to her and say like, hey, I've watched you do this during this pandemic. I've watched you shift and pivot. Could I ask you a couple of questions? And like, that would be my first step. And I think that's what I would want to encourage other women to do too. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people with, heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue, and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him, and it was getting kind of like icky, and you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches, and then they want to pick at it, and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship, and I got to put it to use immediately. And it, I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 
100,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Yeah. And you know, most women want to help other women. So they'd be flattered if someone reached out to her, I'm sure. And she'd want to help another woman. That's how most people are. Yeah. And if they're not move on to the next one, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but like this pitch fest winner, Melissa Scott, the modify where she shifted during COVID too and started manufacturing masks because she already had the manufacturing set up. And I agree with you. Most entrepreneurs, they have to be able to bob and weave with the times in order to stay relevant. Yes, totally. Yeah. Can you tell us about uh, She Angels Pitch Fest and the TV series? Yeah. So a couple years ago, I started the She Angels Pitch Fest as a way to fund women and got some angel investors that sat on a panel and listened to the amazing pitches. And Pitch Fest would be similar to what we see on Shark Tank, where it's like people come in, they have a certain amount of time to make a pitch on a product and then, okay. Exactly. Yes. The difference is that then we followed their journeys and we gave them coaches because I come to realize it was more than about the funding. It was about the coaching. Yeah. And so it was interesting to follow their journeys and see them thrive by having a village around them and people coaching them about everything from their mindset to their marketing to their financial approach. Uh, There's so many moving parts, as we know, as an entrepreneur can be overwhelming But that's another thing I think people should consider a coach. A coach can be invaluable because they give you that outside perspective that maybe you're not seeing and also keeping you accountable and keeping you thinking what's the next step. So I definitely think that's a good way to go as well. I love this. And I love that you bring up that people need coaching I'm curious if by coaching, I'm sure there's people that need like coaching around like the logistics of here's how you take a product from ideation to manufacturing, but then also coaching around mindset and where your mindset needs to be if you are going to start a product, which will involve starting a company, which will involve putting yourself in front of a lot of people and preparing yourself for rejection probably multiple times. How does mindset come into all that? It comes in. It's so important. I actually follow a coach. Her name is Andrea Quinn, andreaquinncoaching.com. She puts on women's uh, seminars about mindset, and I think she's one of the best. And her ideology is that women often, like you've said, are afraid to ask, and they've got to get past that and realize they're not asking for themselves. They are asking for that greater purpose that they're meant to do here on the planet. And if they can focus on that, what is the difference? That's what breaks the ideology. You know, that's what works is to realize it's not about you. It's about, you know, let's say they have this great idea for an invention that makes it easier for moms. Mm -hmm. Well, then they were given that download for a reason And so they need to act on it because every time something is created to solve a problem, well, it makes the world a little better place. So that's their contribution. That's their legacy. And so they need to tap into that and not ignore that download. Absolutely. I had a business coach, one of my very first business coaches said to me once, and this I've held this with me for now 12 years. He said, there's people laying in bed at night 
crying because they have a problem that you can solve. Wow. And the longer it takes you to decide to be brave and courageous enough to put your solution out there in the world, the longer they're laying in bed crying at night. Like what are you so at what point are you going to take responsibility for the fact that you have a solution that the world could benefit from and that you need to get over yourself and get out there and put it out there. And that was such an eye-opening conversation and piece of wisdom that I've always carried with me and it's really given me the space to let go of my fear and let go of other people's judgment and worry and all these things like knowing that there's something that I could do or create or say that could help someone in a really dramatic way, it would be irresponsible of me to withhold that. Well, you know, that's the way I feel about the She Angels platform. When I did the pitch fest and realized women are so underfunded and that this was a way to fund them, I realized it needed to be on a much bigger platform. And so like I said in the very beginning of the show, I believe film and television is a great way to change culture. And so I've been working on this TV series that would enlighten women about if they have a solution or product, how to get it to market and to encourage the viewers to become angel investors. Now, of course, we want men to watch the show and become investors in women, too, in their daughters and wives and sisters and friends. But I say, how's that been working for us? So we do need to step up to the plate and women need to invest in women. And many are in a position to do that and just need to, you know, jump in. So that's my vision for the TV series. And also the podcast Invest in Her is all about female founders and funders. That's what I have on. We have this conversation about how do we get more women funded? They share their amazing ideas on the show. We try to get you know viewers to invest in them if they're interested. And then also I have on female funders who definitely invest in women and their great ideas and talk about what it's like to be and how exciting it is to be an angel investor. So those are the things that I'm working on to level that playing field because that I feel is my calling and my purpose. And then we just launched our nonprofit arm. It's called She I was just going to say, on top of all this, you have a nonprofit. So tell us about that. You know, it's the perfect extension to the She Angels platform. It's called the She Angels Foundation. So it's sheangelsfoundation.org. Any woman can come and become a member wherever they are in the country because we have monthly quarterly salons that are online and in person. And those are to fund female-founded nonprofits. So, you know, you've got your entrepreneurs that need funding for their for-profit, but you also have all these amazing female nonprofits that need funding that are helping women with funding and resources and mentorship. One example is we just launched the foundation this year and our first grant went to the People's Pottery Project. And that was started by a fabulous artist named Molly Larkey. This was her brainchild. And she helps formerly incarcerated women learn the trade of pottery making. They sell it on the website to help them cultivate a living. And she also hires them as employees. So it's a wonderful entity that is helping what are considered women that are kind of invisible get back into the world and thrive. And so we thought that was a great one to get behind for our first one. And then we just are starting to do grants for many others that are just different nonprofits that are founded by women, but that are helping women to thrive in different capacities. 
Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Okay, so what is, if someone wants to become an angel investor, what is the first step they would take? I'm asking this because I'm curious for myself. (laughs) Right, great. I love to hear that. So you can Google angel investors. There's some I know that are around the country called Golden Seeds. And then there's others. You would just Google angel investment clubs for women. Okay. And is it important that you find one that's local to you or does that not necessarily matter? It doesn't matter. I know there's one in Orange County that is uh, part of our She Angels group. Uh, It's called OSEA. It's headed up by uh, Zandra Laskowski. And she told me the interesting thing about during COVID is they've gotten more and more members uh, from around the country because now they're doing everything on Zoom. That's what I was wondering. I was actually, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that maybe it used to be you needed to be local, but now it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But the cool thing is too, you could learn from someone like them from Zoom. Mm -hmm. And then when this lifts, be in a position that you could open a local one yourself. If one doesn't exist, there might already be one in your area. But if not, what a cool thing for you to start. And what was, can you say the name of that group one more time? Because I'll put that in the show notes for people. Sure. That's O-S-E-A. And then there's also around the country, Golden Seeds. Oh my gosh, Catherine, this has been so fascinating and very exciting. (laughs) I'm curious. I want to know from those of you listening, I want you to like message me if you're like, oh my gosh, I want to get involved because this is how I'm feeling. So last question, I want to know how you are currently showing up shamelessly in your life. Well, I think uh, really the shamelessness is just about this topic. Yes. I am shameless about women getting their fair share of the funding and how we as women are going to change that. And so, you know, everything I'm doing uh, from the Invest in Her podcast to the She Angels uh, Women's Empowerment Platform is all about how do we as women show up for each other and how do we start leveling this playing field? How can we accelerate the funding of women? And we can literally take it into our own hands and change this. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. This has been really fascinating and interesting. And I also feel like it's opened my eyes and I hope listeners eyes to how in very simple ways you can get started to build something or to invest in something or to take like just one next step. And then I think what's clear, been really clear to me in this conversation is that when you take one step, which you've given us a lot of great beginning steps, the next step will appear and it will become obvious. And I think that one of the things that happens when I think about building a company, growing a company, investing, all of those things is it seems so big and nebulous in so many ways. But if you know that first step, that first contact that you can make, then the next steps become so much more obvious once you get started. You know, when people come to my website, gangels.com, when they sign up, we actually give them seven simple steps that I use on a daily basis that help perpetuate exactly what you said. And I couldn't agree with you more. There's like seven things I do daily. And I believe that's what's helped me manifest everything that I've done in my life. And they're so simple. And it is things like taking one step every day toward that vision that you have. Because you can imagine if you did that, just one thing every day toward it, phone call or reach out to someone or research something, then you've got 360, you know, 65 actions that you've taken throughout the year toward your goal. Do you think it's going to happen? You know, the likelihood is yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that you have that resource. Okay. So you just mentioned, so that resource is over at sheangels.com. Where else can people find you, connect with you and learn all the good stuff from you? 
Okay, great. Well, obviously they can find our Invest in Her podcast on iTunes and Spotify or wherever they listen to podcasts okay. and can find us on social media at She Angels. So we'd love to hear from everybody. And, you know, obviously you can visit SheAngels.com and we would love to connect with you. And we really appreciate, Sarah, you giving us a platform to talk about this. And hopefully we've inspired some of your listeners to get in the game, either as an entrepreneur, a founder, or as a She Angel funder. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. This has been a really informative and helpful conversation. I'm feeling a fire under me for sure. So I'm sure some of our listeners are feeling the same. Love it. I'm really grateful that you took the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.